Thanks for listening to this Abide Meditation. For more biblical meditations that encourage regular, relevant, and transforming connection with Jesus, download the Abide app today. Are you sleepy, dear one? I hear the cicadas singing their babies and you to sleep. Bedtime is one of my favorite parts of the day. This is when we get to snuggle into jammies, under blankets, and my very most favorite part, hear a story. The best stories tell about how very much God loves you. God created only one of you. With your own unique fingerprints, you are the one-of-a-kind you. Think about the wonder of you. Remember the flavors and smells and sounds that make you happy. Picture the places you most like to be. The things that make you smile are part of who you are. Let's say a prayer and thank God for creating you. Dear Lord, thank you for this dear child. Please watch over them as they listen to this bedtime story. I pray this story helps them relax and smile and fall asleep. Please help this very special child feel extra safe and warm in their bed and help them feel extra loved in their heart. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Even though we know we are specially created by God to be uniquely one of a kind, sometimes we feel awkward. We want to blend in and be like everyone else. In a lot of important ways, people are alike. We eat and sleep, laugh and cry, work and play. While we have much in common, there are plenty of ways that we are different from one another. People who look different can seem frightening to children. In fact, lots of things that are not common in our daily lives can make us pause and wonder how to respond. Encountering new situations can feel uncomfortable at first. But once the new experience becomes familiar, our fear of the unknown disappears. In Romans 15:7, the Bible says to accept one another just as Jesus accepted you, in order to bring praise to God. You can trust God's assurance that He made you to be exactly, well, exactly you, in the same way that every snowflake is uniquely designed God created each of us wonderfully complex. God's workmanship is marvelous. Ten-year-old Esty 
had a new experience that helped her make friends with others who, at first, looked different to her. Grandma Dee lived across the street from Esty and her family. Actually, Grandma Dee wasn't exactly Esty's grandma in the sense that they were related. But as neighbors, they had become so close that one day Esty asked if she could call the kindly gray-haired woman Grandma. Dee thought that would be nice and has been called Grandma Dee ever since. Old enough to actually be Esty's grandmother, Grandma Dee often crossed the street to have dinner and play games at Esty's house. She almost always won when they played the card game Spoons. But all too soon, Grandma Dee could no longer play catch with Esty or climb up on the trampoline with her. The boxes that held Christmas decorations became too heavy for Grandma Dee to lift. So Esty went to the older neighbor's home and carried them to and from her attic for her. Grandma Dee had to stop driving because she didn't always remember directions. And Esty held her hand when they crossed the street to one another's house because sometimes Grandma Dee got lost. Eventually, Grandma Dee moved to a care home where older people had their own apartments in a community and the cheery staff cleaned her room and she ate meals with new friends in a bright dining room. Once Grandma Dee was settled in her new address, Esty's mother took her to the care home to visit. Esty and her mother first met with Brent, the facility's jovial activity director, who welcomed the two into his office. Esty was surprised to see two greyhounds lounging in a sunny patch of carpet near the large windows. The dogs live here, Brent said when he noticed Esty's attention on them. They are the perfect height for our residents in wheelchairs to pet. When one of our residents doesn't feel good, the dogs are also the right height to pet from their beds. One of the dogs got up, stretched its slim and supple body, and ambled over to put his head under Esty's hand. What's his name? Esty rubbed the animal's slick gray back. That's Barnabas, Brent introduced. The lazy one is Rover. Barnabas means son of encouragement, and Rover means loyal friend. We ask the residents not to feed the dogs, but they slip them snacks anyway. When the dogs are tired of being pet and have eaten too much, they take a break by coming into my office to lie down. The activity director brought out a large cardboard box. Today, you are going to meet the neighbors who live in this home with Grandma Dee. Let's play some games together before I introduce you to our residents. Esty, her mother, and Brent sat in a circle on the floor. Reaching into the box, Brent gave Esty 
fluffy white cotton balls to stuff into her ears. Then Brent found silver oven mitts to put on Esty's hands. Next, Brent handed Esty a pair of clear eyeglasses smeared with a thin coat of Vaseline. Then Brent helped Esty put her right arm in a sling. Last, the activity director placed a large print copy of Reader's Digest magazine in Esty's oven-mitted hands. Find page 37, Brent challenged. What? Esty saw Brent's lips move, but the cotton balls in her ears muffled the sound. Find page 37, Brent repeated louder. In the thick mitts, Esty's hands felt cumbersome as she fanned the magazine pages searching for the right page. The magazine flipped out of her grip and somersaulted to the floor. Awkwardly, Esty retrieved the Reader's Digest and began the process again, only more slowly this time. The page numbers blurred and swam through the Vaseline-coated glasses. With the sling on her right arm, Esty balanced the magazine in her left hand, even though she was not left-handed. She carefully flipped the pages with her mitted and slinged right hand. Turning to page 37 took Esty ten times longer than finding a textbook page her teacher called out in school. Brent took the cotton from Esty's ears so he wouldn't have to yell. When people get old, or if they become disabled, he explained, certain parts of their bodies don't work as well as they could. Like having cotton in their ears, some people can't hear unless we talk really loudly. For those with arthritis in their hands, reading a magazine is as difficult as trying to turn pages while wearing oven mitts. For folks with poor eyesight, their vision is like looking through Vaseline-coated glasses. A stroke can cause an arm to be as useless as an arm in a sling. If a stroke affects people's legs, they may have to use a wheelchair. Brent continued, My job is to plan activities that will help the residents stay as nimble as their bodies allow. We exercise the muscles that still work every day to keep them strong. Our exercise classes include playing games like cards, dominoes, and checkers that improve coordination and small motor skills. Esty realized that elderly people like Grandma D and those with disabilities are people just like herself except their bodies may not always work the way we expect. She wasn't frightened anymore as she went with Brent and her mom to meet the residents who lived at the home. Tails wagging, Barnabas and Rover trailed behind. Esty spent the afternoon setting up bowling pins and carrying lightweight bowling balls to the residents in wheelchairs, 
while they lined up to take a turn bowling. The elderly men and women laughed with Grandma D like school children on the playground. They teased Esty and tried to beat each other's scores. After bowling, it was time for cooking class. Esty helped Brent arrange ingredients for brownies at each place around the big dining room table. Chairs were removed from the table for the residents who were in wheelchairs. As Brent called out each ingredient, the men and women poured the right amount into their own large Ziploc bag. How much flour? A man asked in a loud voice. Esty leaned closer to his ear. Four! She yelled. Four cups? The man asked. Esty grinned and nodded. Esty cracked two eggs for a woman in a wheelchair whose hands were crippled with arthritis. Next, she helped a man measure the correct amount of butter. He had trouble reading the numbers on the measuring cup with his thick glasses. Esty sealed the plastic bag for a lady whose left arm did not work well due to a stroke. Soon, everyone's bag held flour, cocoa, sugar, eggs, butter, and vanilla. A few cooks tossed in a handful of walnuts that had been chopped up. When the Ziploc bags were sealed, the elderly chefs mixed the batter by kneading the plastic bag with their hands while a timer ticked for 10 minutes. Brent leaned close to Esty with a grin and said, We make lots of recipes this way because it helps our residents keep their hands limber. It doesn't feel like exercise because we get to eat the results. Esty couldn't wait to try some herself. The brownie mixture was poured into greased pans, which were taken to the ovens in the large kitchen to bake. What other recipes do you make like this? Esty asked Brent. We are famous for our omelets, he said. The residents place eggs, milk, salt, and pepper into plastic bags, like we did today with the ingredients for brownies. Then they choose what else they want in their omelet. They can add cheese, green and red peppers, onions, olives, ham, and pepperoni. The sealed bags are dropped into a large kettle of boiling water. In just a few minutes, the eggs are cooked. It's a favorite brunch. Yum, thought Esty. Maybe she and her mom would try this at home. Riding home in the car with her mom that evening, Esty felt she understood a lot more about elderly people and those with special needs. She knew that if her ears or her hands or her eyes or her legs didn't work the same way as most of the people she knew, she would still want to have friends and have fun together. A few weeks later, Esty attended an art class for kids. Seeing a brown-haired boy in a wheelchair by himself, Esty took the seat next to him. Hi, she said brightly. I'm Esty. 
The boy grinned. I'm Mark. Esty and Mark learned new ways to do art in that class. In addition, Mark showed Esty how he could do the same things she did, but sometimes he did them differently. Though Esty and Mark had followed the same directions from the instructor and used the same materials, their finished projects looked similar but different. When it was time to go home, Mark's mother handed Esty a note that read, "Dear Esty, Mark and I prayed that Jesus would send a friend to say hi to us today, and Jesus sent you." Your joyful smile and happy wave made us feel welcome. Many children stare at Mark's wheelchair and point their finger at Mark. That makes us sad, but your kindness and enthusiasm makes us happy. Thank you very much. That night at bedtime, Esty knelt down beside her bed and prayed. She thanked God for Grandma D, and for her new friend Mark. A long time ago, King David also thought about how God made us to be much alike, and at the same time, different from one another. He wrote these words that you can find in the Bible in the Book of Psalms, chapter one thirty-nine. O、oh、Lord, you have examined my heart and know everything about me. You know when I sit down or stand up. You know my thoughts even when I'm far away. You see me when I travel, and when I rest at home. You know everything I do. You know what I am going to say even before I say it, Lord. You go before me and follow me. You place your hand of blessing on my head. What a comfort to know that you are specially designed by God, and He loves you. He promised that He is with you always. I'll pray for you as you drift off to sleep. Thank you, Lord, for this wonderful child. You are an artist, and created each of us with such awesome variety. Help us to see others through your eyes. The one true thing all people have in common is that we all need you in our lives. Thank you that you are always near and available. We can talk to you any time, and you hear. Please give this child sweet dreams, restful sleep, and the assurance that you love them dearly. Keep watch over them, and keep them cozy, safe, and warm. Thank you, God. It is in the name of your Son Jesus we pray. Amen.
<laughs> Are you sleepy, dear one? I hear the cicadas singing their babies and you to sleep. Bedtime is one of my favorite parts of the day. This is when we get to snuggle into jammies, under blankets, and my very most favorite part, hear a story. The best stories tell about how very much God loves you. God created only one of you. With your own unique fingerprints, you are the one-of-a-kind you. Think about the wonder of you. Remember the flavors and smells and sounds that make you happy. Picture the places you most like to be. The things that make you smile are part of who you are. Let's say a prayer and thank God for creating you. Dear Lord, thank you for this dear child. Please watch over them as they listen to this bedtime story. I pray this story helps them relax and smile and fall asleep. Please help this very special child feel extra safe and warm in their bed and help them feel extra loved in their heart. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Even though we know we are specially created by God to be uniquely one of a kind, sometimes we feel awkward. We want to blend in and be like everyone else. In a lot of important ways, people are alike. We eat and sleep, laugh and cry, work and play. While we have much in common, there are plenty of ways that we are different from one another. People who look different can seem frightening to children. In fact, lots of things that are not common in our daily lives can make us pause and wonder how to respond. Encountering new situations can feel uncomfortable at first. But once the new experience becomes familiar, our fear of the unknown disappears. In Romans 15:7, the Bible says to accept one another just as Jesus accepted you, in order to bring praise to God. You can trust God's assurance that He made you to be exactly, well, exactly you, in the same way that every snowflake is uniquely designed God created each of us wonderfully complex. God's workmanship is marvelous. Ten-year-old Esty had a new experience that helped her make friends with others who, at first, looked different to her. Grandma Dee lived across the street from Esty and her family. Actually, Grandma Dee wasn't exactly Esty's grandma in the sense that they were related. 
But as neighbors, they had become so close that one day, Esty asked if she could call the kindly gray-haired woman Grandma. Dee thought that would be nice and has been called Grandma Dee ever since. Old enough to actually be Esty's grandmother, Grandma Dee often crossed the street to have dinner and play games at Esty's house. She almost always won when they played the card game Spoons. But all too soon, Grandma Dee could no longer play catch with Esty or climb up on the trampoline with her. The boxes that held Christmas decorations became too heavy for Grandma Dee to lift. So Esty went to the older neighbor's home and carried them to and from her attic for her. Grandma Dee had to stop driving because she didn't always remember directions. And Esty held her hand when they crossed the street to one another's house because sometimes Grandma Dee got lost. Eventually, Grandma Dee moved to a care home where older people had their own apartments in a community and the cheery staff cleaned her room and she ate meals with new friends in a bright dining room. Once Grandma Dee was settled in her new address, Esty's mother took her to the care home to visit. Esty and her mother first met with Brent, the facility's jovial activity director, who welcomed the two into his office. Esty was surprised to see two greyhounds lounging in a sunny patch of carpet near the large windows. The dogs live here. Brent said when he noticed Esty's attention on them. They are the perfect height for our residents in wheelchairs to pet. When one of our residents doesn't feel good, the dogs are also the right height to pet from their beds. One of the dogs got up, stretched its slim and supple body, and ambled over to put his head under Esty's hand. What's his name? Esty rubbed the animal's slick gray back. That's Barnabas, Brent introduced. The lazy one is Rover. Barnabas means son of encouragement, and Rover means loyal friend. We ask the residents not to feed the dogs, but they slip them snacks anyway. When the dogs are tired of being pet and have eaten too much, they take a break by coming into my office to lie down. The activity director brought out a large cardboard box. Today, you are going to meet the neighbors who live in this home with Grandma Dee. Let's play some games together before I introduce you to our residents. Esty, her mother, and Brent sat in a circle on the floor. Reaching into the box... Brent gave Esty fluffy white cotton balls to stuff into her ears. Then Brent found silver oven mitts to put on Esty's hands. Next, Brent handed Esty a pair of clear eyeglasses smeared with a thin coat of Vaseline. 
Then Brent helped Esty put her right arm in a sling. Last, the activity director placed a large print copy of Reader's Digest magazine in Esty's oven-mitted hands. Find page 37, Brent challenged. What? Esty saw Brent's lips move, but the cotton balls in her ears muffled the sound. Find page 37, Brent repeated louder. In the thick mitts, Esty's hands felt cumbersome as she fanned the magazine pages searching for the right page. The magazine flipped out of her grip and somersaulted to the floor. Awkwardly, Esty retrieved the Reader's Digest and began the process again, only more slowly this time. The page numbers blurred and swam through the Vaseline-coated glasses. With the sling on her right arm, Esty balanced the magazine in her left hand, even though she was not left-handed. She carefully flipped the pages with her mitted and slinged right hand. Turning to page 37 took Esty ten times longer than finding a textbook page her teacher called out in school. Brent took the cotton from Esty's ears so he wouldn't have to yell. When people get old, or if they become disabled, he explained, certain parts of their bodies don't work as well as they could. Like having cotton in their ears, some people can't hear unless we talk really loudly. For those with arthritis in their hands, reading a magazine is as difficult as trying to turn pages while wearing oven mitts. For folks with poor eyesight, their vision is like looking through Vaseline-coated glasses. A stroke can cause an arm to be as useless as an arm in a sling. If a stroke affects people's legs, they may have to use a wheelchair. Brent continued, My job is to plan activities that will help the residents stay as nimble as their bodies allow. We exercise the muscles that still work every day to keep them strong. Our exercise classes include playing games like cards, dominoes, and checkers that improve coordination and small motor skills. Esty realized that elderly people like Grandma D and those with disabilities are people just like herself, except their bodies may not always work the way we expect. She wasn't frightened anymore as she went with Brent and her mom to meet the residents who lived at the home. Tails wagging, Barnabas and Rover trailed behind. Esty spent the afternoon setting up bowling pins and carrying lightweight bowling balls to the residents in wheelchairs while they lined up to take a turn bowling. The elderly men and women laughed with Grandma Dee like schoolchildren on the playground. They teased Esty and tried to beat each other's scores. After bowling, it was time for cooking class. 
Esty helped Brent arrange ingredients for brownies at each place around the big dining room table. Chairs were removed from the table for the residents who were in wheelchairs. As Brent called out each ingredient, the men and women poured the right amount into their own large Ziploc bag. How much flour? A man asked in a loud voice. Esty leaned closer to his ear. Four, she yelled. Four cups, the man asked. Esty grinned and nodded. Esty cracked two eggs for a woman in a wheelchair whose hands were crippled with arthritis. Next, she helped a man measure the correct amount of butter. He had trouble reading the numbers on the measuring cup with his thick glasses. Esty sealed the plastic bag for a lady whose left arm did not work well due to a stroke. Soon, everyone's bag held flour, cocoa, sugar, eggs, butter, and vanilla. A few cooks tossed in a handful of walnuts that had been chopped up. When the Ziploc bags were sealed, the elderly chefs mixed the batter by kneading the plastic bag with their hands while a timer ticked for 10 minutes. Brent leaned close to Esty with a grin and said, We make lots of recipes this way because it helps our residents keep their hands limber. It doesn't feel like exercise because we get to eat the results. Esty couldn't wait to try some herself. The brownie mixture was poured into greased pans, which were taken to the ovens in the large kitchen to bake. What other recipes do you make like this? Esty asked Brent. We are famous for our omelets, he said. The residents place eggs, milk, salt, and pepper into plastic bags like we did today with the ingredients for brownies. Then they choose what else they want in their omelet. They can add cheese, green and red peppers, onions, olives, ham, and pepperoni. The sealed bags are dropped into a large kettle of boiling water. In just a few minutes, the eggs are cooked. It's a favorite brunch. Yum, thought Esty. Maybe she and her mom would try this at home. Riding home in the car with her mom that evening, Esty felt she understood a lot more about elderly people and those with special needs. She knew that if her ears or her hands or her eyes or her legs didn't work the same way as most of the people she knew, she would still want to have friends and have fun together. A few weeks later, Esty attended an art class for kids. Seeing a brown-haired boy in a wheelchair by himself, Esty took the seat next to him. Hi, she said brightly. I'm Esty. The boy grinned. I'm Mark. Esty and Mark learned new ways to do art in that class. In addition, Mark showed Esty how he could do the same things she did, but sometimes he did them differently. Though Esty and Mark 
had followed the same directions from the instructor and used the same materials. Their finished projects looked similar but different. When it was time to go home, Mark's mother handed Esty a note that read, Dear Esty, Mark and I prayed that Jesus would send a friend to say hi to us today. And Jesus sent you. Your joyful smile and happy wave made us feel welcome. Many children stare at Mark's wheelchair and point their finger at Mark. That makes us sad. But your kindness and enthusiasm makes us happy. Thank you very much. That night at bedtime, Esty knelt down beside her bed and prayed. She thanked God for Grandma Dee and for her new friend, Mark. A long time ago, King David also thought about how God made us to be much alike and, at the same time, different from one another. He wrote these words that you can find in the Bible in the book of Psalms, chapter 139. O Lord, you have examined my heart and know everything about me. You know when I sit down or stand up. You know my thoughts, even when I'm far away. You see me when I travel and when I rest at home. You know everything I do. You know what I am going to say even before I say it, Lord. You go before me and follow me. You place your hand of blessing on my head. What a comfort to know that you are specially designed by God, and He loves you. He promised that He is with you always. I'll pray for you as you drift off to sleep. Thank you, Lord, for this wonderful child. You are an artist and created each of us with such awesome variety. Help us to see others through your eyes. The one true thing all people have in common is that we all need you in our lives. Thank you that you are always near and available. We can talk to you anytime and you hear. Please give this child sweet dreams, restful sleep, and the assurance that you love them dearly. Keep watch over them and keep them cozy, safe, and warm. Thank you, God. It is in the name of your Son, Jesus, we pray. Amen.
<laughs> Are you sleepy, dear one? I hear the cicadas singing their babies and you to sleep. Bedtime is one of my favorite parts of the day. This is when we get to snuggle into jammies, under blankets, and my very most favorite part, hear a story. The best stories tell about how very much God loves you. God created only one of you. With your own unique fingerprints, you are the one-of-a-kind you. Think about the wonder of you. Remember the flavors and smells and sounds that make you happy. Picture the places you most like to be. The things that make you smile are part of who you are. Let's say a prayer and thank God for creating you. Dear Lord, thank you for this dear child. Please watch over them as they listen to this bedtime story. I pray this story helps them relax and smile and fall asleep. Please help this very special child feel extra safe and warm in their bed and help them feel extra loved in their heart. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Even though we know we are specially created by God to be uniquely one of a kind, sometimes we feel awkward. We want to blend in and be like everyone else. In a lot of important ways, people are alike. We eat and sleep, laugh and cry, work and play. While we have much in common, there are plenty of ways that we are different from one another. People who look different can seem frightening to children. In fact, lots of things that are not common in our daily lives can make us pause and wonder how to respond. Encountering new situations can feel uncomfortable at first. But once the new experience becomes familiar, our fear of the unknown disappears. In Romans 15:7, the Bible says to accept one another just as Jesus accepted you, in order to bring praise to God. You can trust God's assurance that He made you to be exactly, well, exactly you, in the same way that every snowflake is uniquely designed God created each of us wonderfully complex. God's workmanship is marvelous. Ten-year-old Esty had a new experience that helped her make friends with others who, at first, looked different to her. Grandma Dee lived across the street from Esty and her family. Actually, Grandma Dee wasn't exactly Esty's grandma in the sense that they were related. 
But as neighbors, they had become so close that one day, Esty asked if she could call the kindly gray-haired woman Grandma. Dee thought that would be nice and has been called Grandma Dee ever since. Old enough to actually be Esty's grandmother, Grandma Dee often crossed the street to have dinner and play games at Esty's house. She almost always won when they played the card game Spoons. But all too soon, Grandma Dee could no longer play catch with Esty or climb up on the trampoline with her. The boxes that held Christmas decorations became too heavy for Grandma Dee to lift. So Esty went to the older neighbor's home and carried them to and from her attic for her. Grandma Dee had to stop driving because she didn't always remember directions. And Esty held her hand when they crossed the street to one another's house because sometimes Grandma Dee got lost. Eventually, Grandma Dee moved to a care home where older people had their own apartments in a community and the cheery staff cleaned her room and she ate meals with new friends in a bright dining room. Once Grandma Dee was settled in her new address, Esty's mother took her to the care home to visit. Esty and her mother first met with Brent, the facility's jovial activity director, who welcomed the two into his office. Esty was surprised to see two greyhounds lounging in a sunny patch of carpet near the large windows. The dogs live here. Brent said when he noticed Esty's attention on them. They are the perfect height for our residents in wheelchairs to pet. When one of our residents doesn't feel good, the dogs are also the right height to pet from their beds. One of the dogs got up, stretched its slim and supple body, and ambled over to put his head under Esty's hand. What's his name? Esty rubbed the animal's slick gray back. That's Barnabas, Brent introduced. The lazy one is Rover. Barnabas means son of encouragement, and Rover means loyal friend. We ask the residents not to feed the dogs, but they slip them snacks anyway. When the dogs are tired of being pet and have eaten too much, they take a break by coming into my office to lie down. The activity director brought out a large cardboard box. Today, you are going to meet the neighbors who live in this home with Grandma Dee. Let's play some games together before I introduce you to our residents. Esty, her mother, and Brent sat in a circle on the floor. Reaching into the box... Brent gave Esty fluffy white cotton balls to stuff into her ears. Then Brent found silver oven mitts to put on Esty's hands. Next, Brent handed Esty a pair of clear eyeglasses smeared with a thin coat of Vaseline. Then Brent helped Esty 
put her right arm in a sling. Last, the activity director placed a large print copy of Reader's Digest magazine in Estes' oven-mitted hands. Find page 37, Brent challenged. What? Estee saw Brent's lips move, but the cotton balls in her ears muffled the sound. Find page 37, Brent repeated louder. In the thick mitts, Estee's hands felt cumbersome as she fanned the magazine pages searching for the right page. The magazine flipped out of her grip and somersaulted to the floor. Awkwardly, Esty retrieved the Reader's Digest and began the process again, only more slowly this time. The page numbers blurred and swam through the Vaseline-coated glasses. With the sling on her right arm, Esty balanced the magazine in her left hand, even though she was not left-handed. She carefully flipped the pages with her mitted and slinged right hand. Turning to page 37 took Esty ten times longer than finding a textbook page her teacher called out in school. Brent took the cotton from Esty's ears so he wouldn't have to yell. When people get old, or if they become disabled, he explained, certain parts of their bodies don't work as well as they could. Like having cotton in their ears, some people can't hear unless we talk really loudly. For those with arthritis in their hands, reading a magazine is as difficult as trying to turn pages while wearing oven mitts. For folks with poor eyesight, their vision is like looking through Vaseline-coated glasses. A stroke can cause an arm to be as useless as an arm in a sling. If a stroke affects people's legs, they may have to use a wheelchair. Brent continued, My job is to plan activities that will help the residents stay as nimble as their bodies allow. We exercise the muscles that still work every day to keep them strong. Our exercise classes include playing games like cards, dominoes, and checkers that improve coordination and small motor skills. Esty realized that elderly people like Grandma D and those with disabilities are people just like herself except their bodies may not always work the way we expect. She wasn't frightened anymore as she went with Brent and her mom to meet the residents who lived at the home. Tails wagging, Barnabas and Rover trailed behind. Esty spent the afternoon setting up bowling pins and carrying lightweight bowling balls to the residents in wheelchairs while they lined up to take a turn bowling. The elderly men and women laughed with Grandma Dee like school children on the playground. They teased Esty and tried to beat each other's scores. After bowling, it was time for cooking class. 
Estee helped Brent arrange ingredients for brownies at each place around the big dining room table. Chairs were removed from the table for the residents who were in wheelchairs. As Brent called out each ingredient, the men and women poured the right amount into their own large Ziploc bag. How much flour? A man asked in a loud voice. Esty leaned closer to his ear. Four, she yelled. Four cups, the man asked. Esty grinned and nodded. Esty cracked two eggs for a woman in a wheelchair whose hands were crippled with arthritis. Next, she helped a man measure the correct amount of butter. He had trouble reading the numbers on the measuring cup with his thick glasses. Esty sealed the plastic bag for a lady whose left arm did not work well due to a stroke. Soon, everyone's bag held flour, cocoa, sugar, eggs, butter, and vanilla. A few cooks tossed in a handful of walnuts that had been chopped up. When the Ziploc bags were sealed, the elderly chefs mixed the batter by kneading the plastic bag with their hands while a timer ticked for ten minutes. Brent leaned close to Esty with a grin and said, "We make lots of recipes this way because it helps our residents keep their hands limber. It doesn't feel like exercise because we get to eat the results." Esty couldn't wait to try some herself. The brownie mixture was poured into greased pans, which were taken to the ovens in the large kitchen to bake. What other recipes do you make like this? Esty asked Brent. We are famous for our omelets, he said. The residents place eggs, milk, salt, and pepper into plastic bags. Like we did today with the ingredients for brownies, then they choose what else they want in their omelet. They can add cheese, green and red peppers, onions, olives, ham, and pepperoni. The sealed bags are dropped into a large kettle of boiling water. In just a few minutes, the eggs are cooked. It's a favorite brunch. Yum, thought Esty. Maybe she and her mom would try this at home. Riding home in the car with her mom that evening, Esty felt she understood a lot more about elderly people and those with special needs. She knew that if her ears or her hands or her eyes or her legs didn't work the same way as most of the people she knew, she would still want to have friends. And have fun together. A few weeks later, Esty attended an art class for kids. Seeing a brown-haired boy in a wheelchair by himself, Esty took the seat next to him. Hi, she said brightly. I'm Esty. The boy grinned. I'm Mark. Esty and Mark learned new ways to do art in that class. In addition. Mark showed Esty how he could do the same things she did, but sometimes he did them differently. 
Though Esty and Mark had followed the same directions from the instructor and used the same materials, their finished projects looked similar but different. When it was time to go home, Mark's mother handed Esty a note that read, Dear Esty, Mark and I prayed that Jesus would send a friend to say hi to us today. And Jesus sent you. Your joyful smile and happy wave made us feel welcome. Many children stare at Mark's wheelchair and point their finger at Mark. That makes us sad. But your kindness and enthusiasm makes us happy. Thank you very much. That night at bedtime, Esty knelt down beside her bed and prayed. She thanked God for Grandma Dee and for her new friend, Mark. A long time ago, King David also thought about how God made us to be much alike and, at the same time, different from one another. He wrote these words that you can find in the Bible in the book of Psalms, chapter 139. O Lord, you have examined my heart and know everything about me. You know when I sit down or stand up. You know my thoughts even when I'm far away. You see me when I travel and when I rest at home. You know everything I do. You know what I am going to say even before I say it, Lord. You go before me and follow me. You place your hand of blessing on my head. What a comfort to know that you are specially designed by God, and He loves you. He promised that He is with you always. I'll pray for you as you drift off to sleep. Thank you, Lord, for this wonderful child. You are an artist and created each of us with such awesome variety. Help us to see others through your eyes. The one true thing all people have in common is that we all need you in our lives. Thank you that you are always near and available. We can talk to you anytime and you hear. Please give this child sweet dreams, restful sleep, and the assurance that you love them dearly. Keep watch over them and keep them cozy, safe, and warm. Thank you, God. It is in the name of your Son, Jesus, we pray. Amen.
<laughs> Are you sleepy, dear one? I hear the cicadas singing their babies and you to sleep. Bedtime is one of my favorite parts of the day. This is when we get to snuggle into jammies, under blankets, and my very most favorite part, hear a story. The best stories tell about how very much God loves you. God created only one of you. With your own unique fingerprints, you are the one-of-a-kind you. Think about the wonder of you. Remember the flavors and smells and sounds that make you happy. Picture the places you most like to be. The things that make you smile are part of who you are. Let's say a prayer and thank God for creating you. Dear Lord, thank you for this dear child. Please watch over them as they listen to this bedtime story. I pray this story helps them relax and smile and fall asleep. Please help this very special child feel extra safe and warm in their bed and help them feel extra loved in their heart. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Even though we know we are specially created by God to be uniquely one of a kind, sometimes we feel awkward. We want to blend in and be like everyone else. In a lot of important ways, people are alike. We eat and sleep, laugh and cry, work and play. While we have much in common, there are plenty of ways that we are different from one another. People who look different can seem frightening to children. In fact, lots of things that are not common in our daily lives can make us pause and wonder how to respond. Encountering new situations can feel uncomfortable at first. But once the new experience becomes familiar, our fear of the unknown disappears. In Romans 15:7, the Bible says to accept one another just as Jesus accepted you, in order to bring praise to God. You can trust God's assurance that He made you to be exactly, well, exactly you, in the same way that every snowflake is uniquely designed God created each of us wonderfully complex. God's workmanship is marvelous. Ten-year-old Esty had a new experience that helped her make friends with others who, at first, looked different to her. Grandma Dee lived across the street from Esty and her family. Actually, Grandma Dee wasn't exactly Esty's grandma in the sense that they were related. 
But as neighbors, they had become so close that one day, Esty asked if she could call the kindly gray-haired woman Grandma. Dee thought that would be nice and has been called Grandma Dee ever since. Old enough to actually be Esty's grandmother, Grandma Dee often crossed the street to have dinner and play games at Esty's house. She almost always won when they played the card game Spoons. But all too soon, Grandma Dee could no longer play catch with Esty or climb up on the trampoline with her. The boxes that held Christmas decorations became too heavy for Grandma Dee to lift. So Esty went to the older neighbor's home and carried them to and from her attic for her. Grandma Dee had to stop driving because she didn't always remember directions. And Esty held her hand when they crossed the street to one another's house because sometimes Grandma Dee got lost. Eventually, Grandma Dee moved to a care home where older people had their own apartments in a community and the cheery staff cleaned her room and she ate meals with new friends in a bright dining room. Once Grandma Dee was settled in her new address, Esty's mother took her to the care home to visit. Esty and her mother first met with Brent, the facility's jovial activity director, who welcomed the two into his office. Esty was surprised to see two greyhounds lounging in a sunny patch of carpet near the large windows. The dogs live here, Brent said when he noticed Esty's attention on them. They are the perfect height for our residents in wheelchairs to pet. When one of our residents doesn't feel good, the dogs are also the right height to pet from their beds. One of the dogs got up stretched its slim and supple body and ambled over to put his head under Esty's hand. What's his name? Esty rubbed the animal's slick gray back. That's Barnabas, Brent introduced. The lazy one is Rover. Barnabas means son of encouragement and Rover means loyal friend. We ask the residents not to feed the dogs, but they slip them snacks anyway. When the dogs are tired of being pet and have eaten too much, they take a break by coming into my office to lie down. The activity director brought out a large cardboard box. Today, you are going to meet the neighbors who live in this home with Grandma Dee. Let's play some games together before I introduce you to our residents. Esty, her mother, and Brent sat in a circle on the floor. Reaching into the box, Brent gave Esty fluffy white cotton balls to stuff into her ears. Then Brent found silver oven mitts to put on Esty's hands. Next, Brent handed Esty a pair of clear eyeglasses smeared with a thin coat of Vaseline. Then Brent helped Esty 
put her right arm in a sling. Last, the activity director placed a large print copy of Reader's Digest magazine in Esty's oven-mitted hands. Find page 37, Brent challenged. What? Esty saw Brent's lips move, but the cotton balls in her ears muffled the sound. Find page 37, Brent repeated louder. In the thick mitts, Esty's hands felt cumbersome as she fanned the magazine pages searching for the right page. The magazine flipped out of her grip and somersaulted to the floor. Awkwardly, Esty retrieved the Reader's Digest and began the process again, only more slowly this time. The page numbers blurred and swam through the Vaseline-coated glasses. With the sling on her right arm, Esty balanced the magazine in her left hand, even though she was not left-handed. She carefully flipped the pages with her mitted and slinged right hand. Turning to page 37 took Esty ten times longer than finding a textbook page her teacher called out in school. Brent took the cotton from Esty's ears so he wouldn't have to yell. When people get old, or if they become disabled, he explained, certain parts of their bodies don't work as well as they could. Like having cotton in their ears, some people can't hear unless we talk really loudly. For those with arthritis in their hands, reading a magazine is as difficult as trying to turn pages while wearing oven mitts. For folks with poor eyesight, their vision is like looking through Vaseline-coated glasses. A stroke can cause an arm to be as useless as an arm in a sling. If a stroke affects people's legs, they may have to use a wheelchair. Brent continued, My job is to plan activities that will help the residents stay as nimble as their bodies allow. We exercise the muscles that still work every day to keep them strong. Our exercise classes include playing games like cards, dominoes, and checkers that improve coordination and small motor skills. Esty realized that elderly people like Grandma D and those with disabilities are people just like herself except their bodies may not always work the way we expect. She wasn't frightened anymore as she went with Brent and her mom to meet the residents who lived at the home. Tails wagging, Barnabas and Rover trailed behind. Esty spent the afternoon setting up bowling pins and carrying lightweight bowling balls to the residents in wheelchairs while they lined up to take a turn bowling. The elderly men and women laughed with Grandma Dee like school children on the playground. They teased Esty and tried to beat each other's scores. After bowling, it was time for cooking class. 
Esty helped Brent arrange ingredients for brownies at each place around the big dining room table. Chairs were removed from the table for the residents who were in wheelchairs. As Brent called out each ingredient, the men and women poured the right amount into their own large Ziploc bag. How much flour? A man asked in a loud voice. Esty leaned closer to his ear. Four, she yelled. Four cups, the man asked. Esty grinned and nodded. Esty cracked two eggs for a woman in a wheelchair whose hands were crippled with arthritis. Next, she helped a man measure the correct amount of butter. He had trouble reading the numbers on the measuring cup with his thick glasses. Esty sealed the plastic bag for a lady whose left arm did not work well due to a stroke. Soon, everyone's bag held flour, cocoa, sugar, eggs, butter, and vanilla. A few cooks tossed in a handful of walnuts that had been chopped up. When the Ziploc bags were sealed, the elderly chefs mixed the batter by kneading the plastic bag with their hands while a timer ticked for 10 minutes. Brent leaned close to Esty with a grin and said, We make lots of recipes this way because it helps our residents keep their hands limber. It doesn't feel like exercise because we get to eat the results. Esty couldn't wait to try some herself. The brownie mixture was poured into greased pans, which were taken to the ovens in the large kitchen to bake. What other recipes do you make like this? Esty asked Brent. We are famous for our omelets, he said. The residents place eggs, milk, salt, and pepper into plastic bags, like we did today with the ingredients for brownies. Then they choose what else they want in their omelet. They can add cheese, green and red peppers, onions, olives, ham, and pepperoni. The sealed bags are dropped into a large kettle of boiling water. In just a few minutes, the eggs are cooked. It's a favorite brunch. Yum, thought Esty. Maybe she and her mom would try this at home. Riding home in the car with her mom that evening, Esty felt she understood a lot more about elderly people and those with special needs. She knew that if her ears or her hands or her eyes or her legs didn't work the same way as most of the people she knew, she would still want to have friends and have fun together. A few weeks later, Esty attended an art class for kids. Seeing a brown-haired boy in a wheelchair by himself, Esty took the seat next to him. Hi, she said brightly. I'm Esty. The boy grinned. I'm Mark. Esty and Mark learned new ways to do art in that class. In addition, Mark showed Esty how he could do the same things she did, but sometimes he did them differently. 
Though Esty and Mark had followed the same directions from the instructor and used the same materials, their finished projects looked similar but different. When it was time to go home, Mark's mother handed Esty a note that read, Dear Esty, Mark and I prayed that Jesus would send a friend to say hi to us today. And Jesus sent you. Your joyful smile and happy wave made us feel welcome. Many children stare at Mark's wheelchair and point their finger at Mark. That makes us sad. But your kindness and enthusiasm makes us happy. Thank you very much. That night at bedtime, Esty knelt down beside her bed and prayed. She thanked God for Grandma Dee and for her new friend, Mark. A long time ago, King David also thought about how God made us to be much alike and, at the same time, different from one another. He wrote these words that you can find in the Bible in the book of Psalms, chapter 139. O Lord, you have examined my heart and know everything about me. You know when I sit down or stand up. You know my thoughts even when I'm far away. You see me when I travel and when I rest at home. You know everything I do. You know what I am going to say even before I say it, Lord. You go before me and follow me. You place your hand of blessing on my head. What a comfort to know that you are specially designed by God, and He loves you. He promised that He is with you always. I'll pray for you as you drift off to sleep. Thank you, Lord, for this wonderful child. You are an artist and created each of us with such awesome variety. Help us to see others through your eyes. The one true thing all people have in common is that we all need you in our lives. Thank you that you are always near and available. We can talk to you anytime and you hear. Please give this child sweet dreams, restful sleep, and the assurance that you love them dearly. Keep watch over them and keep them cozy, safe, and warm. Thank you, God. It is in the name of your Son, Jesus, we pray. Amen.